Welcome to the Knowledge Entrepreneurs Show, where we celebrate the innovators driving change in the education industry. At Edison OS, we've worked with over 500 knowledge entrepreneurs to turn their edtech ideas into profitable businesses. In today's episode of the Knowledge Entrepreneur Show, we have Tejas Toro. Tejas Toro is a Pune University engineering topper who spent six years traveling across India and immersed in spirituality to engineer life and self before engineering stuff for the world. He found his purpose in bringing insights and ideas from spirituality to modern society in a practical and applicable way. Additionally, he studied human development, management, and organizational development sciences. Tejas, uh, before we get started, I ask you questions and all, you know, let me just uh, give you another very quick little brief about what is the show so that, you know, it will help us kind of align in that direction uh, because um, that's what we're going to be talking about. So as you see, the name of the show is the Knowledge Entrepreneur Show, which means, you know, we're talking mostly all the guests so far. We've got about 10 guests so far on the Mm -hmm. show. Uh, most of them have been knowledge entrepreneurs. That means, you know, in the education domain, they've been doing some sort of a business. It could be a training business. It could be a test prep business, SAT, IELTS, or, you know, even uh, leadership coaching, or for that matter, somebody building some uh, tech product for uh, solving a problem in the education domain, anything like that. All of these people come in the knowledge entrepreneurs, uh, you know, category. And then, you know, if you notice, it's a very niche category. Uh, Not sure how many more guests we are going to be having, but, you know, we hope to have lots more. Uh, But why are we doing this, right? Uh, We are basically, we are also a knowledge entrepreneur startup, you know, knowledge entrepreneurial startup. That means, you know, we, uh, Edison OS, we build um, a platform, an online platform uh, that helps trainers or, you know, any knowledge business for them to do their, you know, operate their entire business online from uh you know building their websites to collecting payments everything in between including teaching classrooms everything is integrated so uh okay if we are doing that why this podcast now um we as you know we as a company if we have to put out content it has to be of some value and who are a target uh you know we target people who are already into training teaching or you know who already run a business in the teaching but then you know they want to come online um, but okay, you know, how much content can you put theoretically, you know, you can talk about your platform, you can do, you can talk about best practices and stuff like that. But then we realized, you know, watching some other podcasts, we just realized there's nothing is, you know, there's nothing more valuable than talking to people who are running businesses, you know, um, not to, you know, get, uh, tips and tricks and stuff like that, but mainly just to share their journey and to kind of show people out there, you know, what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Tra- teaching training is one thing. Okay. You can go work for another company, go yeah. teach, yeah. get paid and come back. But if you want to take the leap of faith and start your own company, start acquiring your own clients, it's no joke. And it's not everybody's cup of tea. And um, uh, this podcast may not only help people, you know, uh, understand what it takes to come uh, onto the entrepreneurial journey and then equip themselves with it. But this can also be a podcast where people realize, oh, you know what, this may not be my cup of tea. And then if if, if it can save them from the uh, pain and the journey and if they can save some time and use somebody else's experience to realize what they should be doing, that is also a win for us. So that's where we are coming from, you know, uh, talking to people. So we definitely talk about what 
our guests do and we also you know help them talk about their business so that you know when this is distributed it kind of helps them get some traction but uh, you know majority of the podcast my questions at least are going to be around your business you know how did you start off you know um how do you manage to stay alive how do you acquire clients because these are the tough things right what do you do when the going is not great for you these are the stuff that we really want to talk about and that's what this podcast is going to be and uh, so yeah that's this is simply what i wanted to uh, share with you before we get started really appreciate yeah. your approach uh, it's pretty much valuable for Thank people you. who are into knowledge entrepreneurship so that's great yeah yeah exactly and uh, you know after we probably talk to about 25 people we also have a plan where you know we can create a community of all the guests that we've come together and it could be a good exercise for all the people that have come on and then you know probably you know get to know a lot of other guests and then exchange valuable ideas or any networking you know you never know what door is right. going to open when you meet right. new people so yeah, yeah. <laughs> great um tejas i'll start off with my first yeah. question um my first question is a very light open ended personal question which will help listeners connect with a person tejas toro and then you know whatever you talk about your business is going to have so much more context for people to understand so tejas you are right now you know in the coaching domain and you must have had your own journey uh, please walk us through go back as much as you want you know your childhood your growing up because everything is contributed to who you are today and uh please you know walk us through as a story um and you know how you um are in this position yeah, today yeah. it's a very good question because our journey contributes to who we are right uh so for me right. it has been i think a very interesting journey to say the least okay uh, the thing is i think the big two big things which made a big impact on my life is first is my mother had schizophrenia since i was a child and so uh, okay. as, as a child it was a pretty difficult environment to grow up uh, i was the only child wow. uh, no brothers no sisters and uh, i am from maharashtra and my father had a transferable job so we were always away okay. from maharashtra and uh, mm-hmm. and so there were no relatives around you know and i think so there was okay. no support system so that would be going going right. for his office work and uh, so three of us in the house and that kind of an environment my father had little temper as well uh, so being alone in that environment okay. i think that made me strong you know uh, that made me okay. find ways to to create my own happiness and i think all that turned out to be a blessing and uh, i think uh, i have continued that approach of looking for how to create a good life for yourself and when i found those answers uh, it has always been a passion and intent to share those answers right, right. Uh, so this was the first thing the environment in the house the second most important thing i think which happened in my life is my father was an atheist okay and he would throw away any god idols or anything uh, because he didn't believe in all that but he would always tell me you decide for yourself this is my belief system i'm not going to impose this on you uh, you decide for yourself now my father being an atheist on the other side my mother's side like my mother's uh, like brothers and her father they were into spirituality very deeply so i had these contrast references as growing up 
and what i was seeing was right. although my father was very practical like you know very disciplined uh, save money invest money live life in a very particular way uh, but there was lack of emotions uh, and there would be emotions but uh, right. he wouldn't be able to share it in the more effective way uh, his emotion that's right. what i experienced right. and on the mother's side um, there's this spiritual angle uh, i would love to be in my you know my mother's side uh, but there was lack of practicality and lot of indiscipline as well and so i realized neither right. this is 100% right neither that is 100% right and so then if this is not right what is right was the question uh, which i was asking myself and the world out there and unfortunately as we know in our education system there are no answers for this you know the real questions right. which a soul has are never answered uh, yeah right. and then uh, in my engineering uh, i came across a book by swami vivekanand and that book uh, transformed me i didn't just read that book i experienced that book and it has been a beautiful right. journey since yeah i think so that is the journey right. you know tejas this is great man i mean uh, it's already you know Uh, an inspiring story because um sorry i mean uh, because you uh, uh, shared uh, you know your mother's condition uh, who had you know schizophrenia right um i've uh, followed a few people along my journey as well uh, people who uh, struggle suffer with schizophrenia it's a, it's a mental uh, uh, you know uh, what can i say is it a yeah. disorder condition yeah. it's a condition yeah condition Uh, from what i understand uh, schizophrenia is this condition where you see things where you yes, hear things right. it is no, yeah a lot of imaginary yeah. things happen yeah. hallucinate yeah. right 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 and um, uh, not only is it difficult for the person that's going through it it is very difficult also for the people around them so uh, so you i mean did you guys uh lived did you just manage schizophrenia as a family uh, for your mother uh, how she uh, so yeah i think manage is the word uh, she is still going through that uh, she goes off medicines right. a lot of time we have tried alternate ways but it has been a difficult affair uh, yeah okay so uh, uh, so can i uh, say that you growing up largely you did not have a normal yes. a uh, relationship yes, with your mother yes, i would say so okay it was mostly you would be probably uh, lending a supporting yes. hand to your mother plus taking care yes, of your yes, own yes, life yes. Yeah. okay okay got it uh fine so uh but i see that you know uh, despite uh, having this different childhood and different growing up compared to a lot of us right i mean it is a little different and it's uh, a little special i would say important um, child used <laughs> i'm sure uh, see uh, there is this uh, famous saying i'm sure you know this as a coach uh, i've been you know uh, stumbling across this on instagram reels these days um uh, tough times yeah. create uh, tough men and uh, tough men create good times wow. and good times create weak yeah, men yeah, something yeah. like this and then weak men create tough times and then the cycle yeah. goes on 
So, I mean, as much as I can empathize with you, Tejas, uh, when I look at you, the way you come across, the way you talk, you, uh, unless you tell somebody, nobody would have a clue that you had a rocky childhood or a, you know, different childhood. Probably, you know, that's what I was trying to say is you definitely would have had an empowering journey because, you know, tough times make great men. And uh, probably that's also could be the reason why yeah. you are in the coaching yeah. thing, because I'm sure you have a lot to offer. Uh, but I still, you know, you still mentioned that you ended up doing your engineering. Yes. Now tell me uh, <laughs> how. <laughs> yes. So uh, the journey from engineering to becoming a knowledge entrepreneur, especially as a coach, uh, that just happened by chance. Uh, I came, I come from right. a middle class family where you know there was no reference right. of business or self employment. Most of my relatives right. were doing job. Uh, so Jobs. like everybody else, the only reference I had was doing engineering and stuff like that. I was not such a sincere guy to go for medical. So engineering, though intelligent, but not sincere. So engineering was the only option. So somehow got an admission right. um, in uh, engineering. Um, and I okay. failed in two subjects in the first year, failed in the two subjects in the second year, but I could go to the third. And uh, it was in the third year that I read Swami Vivekananda. And uh, right. that made such a big transformation that I was fourth in Pune University in the third year. And I was second in Pune University in the last year. And it had opened right. up something, you know, uh, for me. And uh, I realized that this is something powerful and this has to be shared with the world. And I think sharing right. was always one of my intrinsic trait. You know, I have no idea right. that uh, I would be becoming a trainer or a coach or something like a knowledge entrepreneur. But I used to share it with my friends and most of my friends, they would say, you know, Kya bak bak kar rahe? And, you know uh, in that age, you have different uh, focus areas, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, but some of them, they would, you know, we would discuss more about it and they got into it and their life trajectory also changed. And so that was inspiring. Right. Uh, and uh, right. so I did my engineering being a topper, got placed in a German company. But by this time, I had realized that I don't want to get into, uh, you know, what's around, you know, there's, there's something else than what is seen. And I want to explore that. So I worked for about nine months in the job. And after nine months, I would say, uh, second you know, I took a rebirth. I left the job not knowing what to do. And uh, um, I was just traveling, reading books. YouTube, YouTube was a great friend, you know, would be. Uh, watching videos related to spirituality, self-help, you know, J. Krishnamurti, Osho and stuff like that. And then I started traveling, you know, uh, to Varanasi and Himalayas and I did Vipassana and, you know, everything which I could come across. And I think my father supported that journey. Of course, there, you know, they would say, Kya kar rahe? you're sitting at home, not earning and stuff like that. There was a lot of tension. They would not understand what I was doing. They would say, you know, reality is not in the books. You're always reading the books and YouTube. You know, you've got to go out and experience real world. Stuff like that. All that was happening. But whenever I would go to him and you know, I would say, I want to do this workshop and I would need money, um, I, I would say that, yes, he supported me in that. Uh, although he might not be understanding that journey. Uh, so, yeah, I did a lot of workshop. Now... Uh, once I just wrote a letter to my parents that I'm going away and uh, I, I went to Varanasi and I stayed there and I went to one particular place um, as a seeker, you know, and to find the ultimate truth. And I had already been in this spiritual quest for two, three years. 
and then I ended up in Varanasi in this place and three, four days I was there being like a very ardent seeker doing whatever was required. And then I realized it was heading nowhere, you know, and right. I just, I just said it that this is not heading anywhere. And I just, I went and slept, you know, and, and I had an amazing experience. I would say that was an experience which really, uh, there's, there are no words for it. So in that spiritual right. journey, I had some amazing experiences. I, a lot of, I, I realized there is infinite wisdom in the Indian spiritual domain. But at the same time, I realized there is lack of practicality, a lot of superstition and lack of applicability also. Right. Right. And then I realized right. there are Western sciences, Western ways of looking at this, which is more practical, applicable. So there's infinite wisdom in the Eastern way of looking at life, but there's practicality in the Western way of doing things. And so it became right. my quest to integrate this. You know, that to right. take this infinite spiritual wisdom and share it with people in a practical way, which they could experience, they could apply in their right. day to day life. And so then I, I did, right. uh, you know, leadership coaching and postgraduate diploma in experiential learning. And I did body movement therapy uh, and a lot of things like uh, NLP. So I'm a certified trainer in neurolinguistic programming. So a lot of workshop uh, in India and I traveled out of India also to do a lot of uh, workshops and, and all that. I think right. I would like to add this, all these workshops when I was doing, the intent was not to get certificates. I don't even care about certificates. Right. I don't even know right. where those certificates are lying in my house or whether they are still there because I shifted house. Maybe I don't know. They might not be here with me. The intent of attending right. those workshops was to know myself better, to work on myself. And that approach has really helped me. And uh, so then how did I turn this into a profession? That was also an accident, actually. Uh, so like I told you, I was I was not doing anything in terms of earning money. Uh, the journey was right. supported by some money, which I've said during my job. And of course, my father was helping some somewhat not much but yeah right <laughs> so uh, one of my friend he was thinking of starting a business you know he was also young and he was doing mba that time in pune and he was going to meet the head of national entrepreneurship network from pune and he just took me yeah. along you know he said come along you know uh, so these two people like the head of the national entrepreneurship network and my friend were talking and uh, this person right. asked my friend, uh, is this guy also with you? And he said, yes. So he said, you know, why don't you come up? Just be around. And he asked me, what do you do? So I said, I, I am looking for myself. I am searching for myself. So he laughed okay. and he said, in your age, people search for job. <laughs> and you are searching. <laughs> but he, he, they search for jobs or they search for investors. Exactly, also. yes. Uh, and he, he said, I really yeah. like your answer. And he asked me, you know, more about it. And I shared. So he said, I'm connected to some MBA colleges. Will you come and share your journey with the MBA students? So I said, what do I have to share? And so he said, nothing. You just share your journey. So I went there and I was given like a, a slot, you know, and I started speaking. And I must agree that right. I was scared. I was like, I was scared because I was not used to it. Uh, but again, you see, uh, I remembered that when Swami Vivekanand went to Chicago, even he was scared. And that kind of, that was a good yeah. reference to have. 
and i started speaking and they came to me and said you know you can continue speaking beyond the the time slot they had given me you know so they, they in fact liked it uh, probably and while right. going back they gave me a check and it was like wow you know uh, you can get money for speaking and so then you know they called me again in the next month or something and then through reference i think all my references i can connect back to one or two incidences like that and that's how you know i came into it accidentally amazing man amazing because uh, you know uh, eventually uh, what happens is you know in the podcast as we go through one of the questions um, is you know especially for the people uh, who'd be listening to you and you know who'd probably be aspiring to be somebody like you one of the important things today is you know uh, it's not about the talent it's not a, see we are all in what we do because we have our expertise and skills and all those things there's no questions asked right. about that but you know what's the difficult thing to do for everybody is you know finding people who will buy who will see yeah. value in their talent yeah. or you know who will see value yeah. in their expertise and finding these people is the most difficult thing or another word selling sales yeah. is the most difficult thing but you know already uh, you know in fact there's a common thread you know uh, in all the uh, podcasts that i've seen is this nobody has really you know been a master yeah, salesman yeah. as such so far at least you know uh, everybody has come across a certain thing in a very organic way uh, you know because it was close to their heart because it was passionate for them and they did not seek money and in the process somehow money would solve the problem itself yeah. so that's again you know that's another insight that i've already gained uh, from uh, this um, short conversation with you but anyway tejas you know i've got a lot of questions from whatever you've spoken so far uh, trust me it's a one of the most amazing starts to a podcast <laughs> that i've ever had a uh, wonderful journey because um, uh, you know i could relate a lot of things uh, just like how you okay by the way can you please share uh, i'm also curious and even our listeners might benefit from this what is the name of the book that you read that swami vivekananda wrote or did you read a book about swami vivekananda no, it was by him the youth awaken arise it's a very small booklet but somebody and, and there it. was a line in that you know come up o lion shake off the delusion that you are a sheep and know that you are the creator of your destiny you know for me right. i don't know you know i can't put in the words they were not words for me something happened inside when i read maybe there was something right. uh, earlier and it just resonated inside but something happened <laughs> nice nice brilliant Uh, so the name of the book is uh, the youth awaken arise awaken arise okay got it great i have definitely heard about this but probably you know i have it got it and you said you read this uh, somewhere in the middle of yes, your engineering yes, after your yeah. second year and then that's how it kind of you know help you yeah. transform to a different yeah, student yeah. in your third and the yeah. fourth year uh, tejas i want to ask you something you know again going back to what you said right because uh, the reason i'm touching up on this is purely for one reason it could not be it could be a very uncommon situation for you but then you know once we have this internet and you know this is a very uh, vast medium and then it 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 has the power to find the listeners on its right. own and um, maybe in your area your story could be uncommon but then when we take the entire world there will be thousands of people you know who'll share a similar story to what you probably went right. through and uh, how much of your journey you know because you spoke a lot about seeking 
and you read this book somewhere in the middle of your engineering um look all of them even i have even i've done my engineering i've done my civil engineering and i also had a back in my first yeah. semester i failed in my c lab okay. i was not a computer right. guy <laughs> and then uh, i had another back in my third semester but that was a end you know after that um, i i was too overconfident i thought what back and all those things but then you know the problems as engineering students we undergo is very different it doesn't really it didn't push me into seeking um i was definitely reading a lot of books but due to different reasons but i wanted to ask you how much of this seeking ties back to your childhood i think to a great extent uh like i said right. uh, i was seeking to to find a space of well-being happiness and an empowered space and uh, that helped me be so curious strongly curious uh, about it mm. and i think i was never in a victim attitude uh, it was always right. you know looking for solutions and that became uh, the path for the longer life yeah okay okay but growing up you know during your school um, and you said you're also the only yeah. child you don't have a sibling yeah. and um, through your teenage and all how did you did you have any tools to deal with your you know whatever you may have faced or did you just you know uh, somehow do the time and then somehow got to where you were in your engineering at yeah. least so how did that happen i think uh, you know uh, since this happened in my life like way early uh, mm. i kind of got used to it or uh, mm. it, if i if i don't know maybe i was numb to it yeah okay. and uh, so i when i look back and since i am in this field of coaching and all that i also realize it was very difficult for me to experience and express emotions so mm. you know right. the ability to experience and express emotions was pretty blunt in my case right, right. uh and so that kind of uh, insulated me from the difficult environment around so yeah um i was uh, you know uh, talking about uh, the reason i asked you that question was you know somebody who's mm-hmm. in that age group listening to you uh, could probably you know uh, get some sort of an insight and you said you know you were numb and then you know probably uh, the fact uh, because of the fact that you couldn't express your emotions you or you know find a yeah experience uh, but i'm uh, but no, i don't no, think that happened, happened consciously it happened unconsciously unconsciously yeah unconsciously okay fine got it so that's probably you know uh, i i i don't know all yeah. is well that ends well yeah. so i think uh, yeah. probably you know <laughs> we just I, I, um uh, you and, know uh, but you know that numbness yeah. you know no, no, uh, ahead, kind of help me cut through the all the crap the other crap in the which society brings you know yeah right so there were difficulties right, right. in the house but i think the world has far more crap than what a house can offer so that numbness kind of helped me walk through that Absolutely. and till i found uh, the source of light got it great yeah. and uh, when when did you graduate which year did you graduate uh 2008 graduated in 2008 okay cool and uh, yeah. when was this uh, uh, experience you know when you were accompanied your friend to the national entrepreneurship network and then you got your first yeah, college I, so, sp- speaking gig when was which year was that yeah this, this would be around 
2010 or 11. So for two years, uh, so nine months I worked okay. and I had pretty good salary and uh, I was not spending. So I was pretty frugal because I was not into alcohol and smoking and I didn't go Party. watching movies. Yeah, and all that. So I kind of saved a lot, not consciously, but by habit, you know, because um, yeah, I just saved up. So that I think uh, took me that kind of support in my journey ahead uh, for a year or so. And then always there was father there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And the good thing is like he would, he would scold me, uh, but he would, he supported. On the other side, I never felt guilty about it. Right. You know, and I did not feel guilty about it because I knew that I was not doing anything wrong. I was not taking money to party and go to movie right. and stuff. Although I was having fun, that doesn't mean I was not having fun. Right. Uh, but it was a, you know, uh, it was a uh, more conscious way. Yeah, conscious way of having fun. Got it. So there was no guilt associated to that. I knew that whatever I was seeking or whatever direction I was going uh, was a good direction. Got it. Got it, Tejas. Yeah. So, Tejas, um, you know, after your um, uh, that uh, speaking gig that you got, right, uh, where, you know, you got a check, yeah. um, what what happened at that point in time? So, what was your thought process before that? Because I will take it that you did not know you could make a career out of your journey till that yeah. point and then you got a yeah. chance to speak and then they gave you a check and then you realized, okay, fine, you know, you could probably make a living out of this. And um, yes. so what was your, did you even have a plan before that incident? If if you did, what was your plan? And how did that college experience, getting a check uh, kind of changed it and what happened after that? Yes. So I think uh, earning one money was definitely an objective, but that was not the priority that right. time for me. The priority was truth, you know, higher truth and seeking and searching and understanding that was the major uh, focus area for me so i was happy and i knew that i could earn money that way but there was an intense drive towards the higher truth that was taking the precedence right. and so I, I didn't sit and plan that how much i could leverage this uh, way of earning money rather the first question i would have asked is uh, which workshop would i like to attend with this money <laughs> <laughs> or where, where I would like to travel. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was the approach. Uh, but you know, as I like uh, after two three years, like adding on to that, then of course there was a pinch because uh, then in the house also everybody started and your relatives are looking at you with you know you can see it in their eyes and sometimes they start going away from you and stuff like that. You can sense it. Right. Uh, if you are a seeker of truth, you need to understand what's happening in your reality around you yeah, as that's well. That's also right? important. Yeah, truth you is just not, can't be. Yeah, yeah. Truth is not, yeah, yeah. Truth is not something out there in Himalayas. It's around you as well and inside right. you. Right. So uh, I could sense that. I could sense that. Uh, and then I, like I said, uh, I always I realized that this has to be a practical journey, not just an esoteric and yeah. kind of a yeah. journey. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to earn money. And I was also thinking of starting some other businesses, not just uh, kind of uh, um, knowledge entrepreneurship. But um, 
what i would like to say is in our journey as a knowledge entrepreneur we need three raving fans three clients who become your raving fans you know and your journey is set mm. you know uh, and you need those three people who will go out and see most of the knowledge entrepreneurs like you said are not uh, having the sales approach or they are not passionate about pitching they are passionate about sharing their knowledge but not pitching right, right? and these raving fans who who were your clients would go and pitch your services or your knowledge or what you have to offer because they have got value right 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 and they will get value if your knowledge uh, is relatable to them and it creates a change and difference in who they are or what they do or their results yeah so i think in that journey since i was doing a lot of workshop i was sharing uh, somewhere somebody referred uh, and something happened and i think if i really now i like i have uh, done workshop in eight countries now i have coached olympic athletes i have coached politicians business owners with turnover of 5000 crore plus i have coached them one to one and so many things you know companies but if i really trace back if i go back 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 uh, i can find on you know one or two connections like they were the clients who became raving fans and they referred and that's how the journey started great know? great Yeah. So they just um tell me uh, about did you have these three raving fans? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh I mean how did you get them? Uh so actually what happened uh, was I did one workshop for a school. Okay? okay? And uh, when I did it and it for the 10th standard this student was, this was in which year? I think around 2012 2012 a year after the college uh, incident Yes 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 I did for a 10 standard students okay. uh, a, a short program and uh, they kind of liked it and they said uh, can so this was in the first half of the day and they said can you take a one hour program for our teachers as well in the second okay. half So I said fine no problem and I did that and this was like out of pune i was staying in pune that time and this i had traveled 2 3 hours to that place a b town b town you know uh, school uh, and they said okay after the teachers program they said can you stay back our director would like to meet you great okay so i must be creating some value i guess and right? and uh, sorry all this was what you were 25 24 at the at the time yeah yeah around yeah around that age okay and it's not easy for people to take people of that age very seriously especially when you're giving yeah. out you know such sort of sessions yeah. right right uh, i think see uh, i still get uh, asked these questions you know the how can you be a organizational coach at this age right but for me i never get that question in my head right you know that is not uh, my focus the place where i come from is there is something i can share uh, or there is not even i there is something in this world which is so valuable you got to see it right so when i say there is something out there in the world it's not about my age it's about that you know that thing is so powerful right well uh, yeah so uh, so the, the director, director he yeah. came to yeah he came to meet me in the evening uh, and he came you know around 8 8:30 and we spoke till 1 am you know yeah, we had dinner together and he was also interested in spirituality and you know all this self help 
he was himself a phd in child psychology and so we had a great conversation and i think we clicked off we became good friends that time and uh, interestingly they have uh, a very big industry right and school is the side gig for them okay okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's a very influential person and uh, then they like they they said why don't you come and do some program for our employees as well so uh, that was the first uh, kind fan. of you know opening your first raving yeah, fan as a director exactly. of that school exactly yeah and who was a director of a big, big company, company as well a well, fancy right. company and so it started in their company and once you start getting experience and you realize that you know uh, it's creating value people are happy uh, you that inner certainty starts building up got it tejas and and he referred to other people in his community and you know that's how i think everything kind of rolled got it uh, so really it's not even about three raving fans if you get if you get one raving fan also it might do yeah, but exactly. uh, i think one of the important things to look here is that especially when you are in a domain you know where uh, things are not see uh, please correct me if i'm wrong right um, i've spoken to a few coaches um you know i've uh, i've attended a neurolinguistic program myself you know which was a very important uh, phase of my life um i've done mm. uh, basic foundation and then i've done practitioner and then i could not finish the masters because uh, it was it had, had to do about modeling and stuff like that i did yes. not a lot of stuff was happening yeah. but what i do realize mm-hmm. is this is a very um this is not one of the accepted pain points by most people like you know they do not look at this aspect of their life or business as a major problem as a major pain creating problem and forget you know not uh, you know one thing is they don't even know there is a solution to it but then they don't even see that as a pain for them to search for a solution for it so it it could be really difficult as a business that you are in for people to come to you except corporates mm-hmm. you know who would want to do it as a extracurricular activity uh, just as a tick box just as a tick theory. box you know like a formality <laughs> yeah. it's like a formality yeah, right yeah. but it yeah, is not yeah. looked as you know uh like a sales consultant you know who's coming to crack yes. sales or a marketing consultant who's going to come and crack yes. marketing it's not looked at it like that and when yeah. you are in that uh domain with so much of conviction uh it's not going to be easy to get uh valuable clients so mm-hmm. uh, here i think anybody who's in the domain of coaching and stuff like that i think not one single opportunity should be missed i think that's what i uh, take away from this because you went and did a program for 10 standard students basically yes and yes, then they yes. told you to do it for the teachers and then probably some yes. teacher would have gone and given a good feedback to the director and then you know the director wanted yeah. to meet you and then just see where it went so yeah. i think if you take a, but also uh i think one probably good important thing that you did here was even though you were doing a program for 10 standard students you took it extremely seriously and you did it with full passion you may not have seen the difference between oh i'm just doing it for a 10 standard student probably yeah, you did yeah. something right there so all i'm trying yeah. to extract from this conversation is that you know despite who you're doing it for i think you need to be at your 100% as a coach and yes. i think uh, authenticity, authenticity yeah 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 and uh, the real intent i think the intent behind why you're doing what you're doing is very important uh if it is just money if it's just trying to get reference and uh, you know creating a customer 
people are subconsciously going to catch that got it uh i would like to also share one experience sure. which will help the listeners understand probably the intent where i was coming yeah. from so i was uh, i was invited in another another of a b town mba college uh-huh. uh and uh, the program started half an hour when late. you say when you say uh, b town i'm so sorry to interrupt you when you say b town you mean second tier third tier cities yes got yes it, yes it. yes right not metros because yeah you know so because yeah so another thing which i realized uh, uh, into my journey was so when you go to these schools and colleges you are facilitated you are given uh, fa- felicitated, felicitated and yeah. you are given yeah you are felicitated and you are given a coconut and shawl and stuff like that <laughs> and there would be a girl coming up and reading you that we have a great personality later i realized they were not actually uh, talking about you know me they wanted to show the participant that they have got someone, someone big, big for yes, them yes 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 <laughs> so it was not about your greatness it was there that was their intent, you will be you know? whoever so, but you will be positioned yes. as an amazing guy because they need to sit down and listen to you yeah yeah <laughs> exactly right. so yeah so a similar program uh, started half an hour late okay um that shows the importance they were giving to it for an mm. mba college that uh, and uh, then there was this uh, in- someone who came to introduce and they were talking about how the founder of the institute uh, thought about good of the society and for the betterment of the society started the college in 1960s and this and that and that took another half an hour and then the director was invited and he took another half an hour in his long speech and by this time someone who is a seeker of truth Uh, gets frustrated when they hear a lot of lie you know <laughs> and i was frustrated and the first thing which i did when i went and stood there on the podium was i asked the student do you think all this is true and i told them all this is lie and i am going to tell this i know i am i might be you know shoved out from here i won't be called here i won't be paid but 2 3 years back i was sitting in your position as a student and i was seeking answers and i was trusting the whole system and i was no i i now when i look back i realize the system was taking me nowhere and i want you to tell you this that this is system is not made for you you have to find your own truth your own path and have the courage to live that life you want okay you have been asked to wear the blazers in a hot indian climate that's not going to give you job you know what's going to give you job is your competence which doesn't come with blazer right and this is what i spoke and the director just walked off and you can imagine the awkwardness in the yeah, whole situation yeah. but uh, a lot of those students reached out to me you know after that and uh, some of them are still in contact after 10 15 yeah. years right so the intent was not trying to build my career the intent was trying to you know to experience the truth myself first and share what i was experiencing got it and uh, your yeah. age wouldn't have helped you either <laughs> <laughs> yes probably maybe i maybe you can be that crazy in that age only yeah <laughs> where you don't think about money and business <laughs> we think yeah no i'm not going to get into that okay fine you know we'll just no but yeah, i yeah. you know i acknowledge that um you know i had yeah. an interesting thought stages you know when you were talking about all this but then you know i'm just going to control and park it aside before i go on any yeah. further let me uh, step back a little bit and um, talk to you about your company 
because yeah. um, it's been, you know, we've been conversing about your journey and we kind of established what you do. Yeah, yeah. But now let's kind yeah. of, you know, formalize that whole thing from you. I'd like to listen from you. What yeah. is it yeah. exactly you do? Because there are a lot of niche in the coaching itself. Uh, yes, yes. What is it off late? What have you kind of settled down into? You know, what is that yeah, is yeah. you want to work and what are the services you yeah. offer? Okay, if you can, you know, share yeah. uh, in detail about these yeah. things. Yeah. So name of my company is Soul at Work. Right. And uh, the name comes from uh, basically my intent that the spiritual uh, thing should come into your day-to-day life. Right. It should not be out there. So how do you bring it into the world? Right. Okay. And that's where the way word soul at work come and comes. And if you look, the Gallup study says that only 16% people are truly, truly engaged in their work, which means 80% population is not engaged, which means they are not happy. They are not bringing their full potential out there. Uh, and uh, they're just tagging along life. Right. And so that's the concept of soul at work. And I realized that as a coach, uh, you can only have a small impact, but you have to see how that impact will create a scaled effect, how it will create a ripple effect. So you need to throw the stone at the right place. Mm. right? If you throw the stone on ground, it's not going to create ripple. Yeah. So I realized that in an organization where people work, right. uh, the culture percolates top down. And if I could influence uh, and impact people at the top, it's going to impact so many people. Let's say in an organization where there are 5,000 employees, right. if the people of the at the top start operating differently, then that is going to percolate to 5,000 people and then their families and so many people in turn. Right. Right? And so what Soul at Work does is it works with business owners and their core teams to create a culture amongst themselves in the core team, which they would like to be modeled in their organization and which they would like to be percolated. And how, how I do that is that basically I help them become aware of their patterns, mm-hmm. okay, uh, find their purpose, find their limiting beliefs, find how they approach the team building stages. I believe that there are three forces in, an, in any relationship. Right. The forces are connection, separation, and collaboration. And you need all these forces in any relationship, whether personal or professional. And each one of us has a default response to the force of connection, a default response to force of separation. You know, someone might just keep quiet when there is a force of separation. Someone might become aggressive. Someone might be aggressive outside, but uh, they're really scared inside. Right. And opposite. You know, each one of us has a default response. And that how we deal with those situations creates the culture and that culture, which we uh, celebrate at the top percolates. Right. Right. Uh, So I help them become aware of what is the culture they would want in their organization. What is their current culture? uh, Where is it coming from and helping them evolve as a team, as a core team uh, to the culture they want. And when that happens, it somehow magically starts percolating in the entire organizations. And we have found that, you know, the results, uh, tangible results uh, become uh, transformed. It, it's a long-term journey, but it works. Got it. So uh, one is this, and while doing this, uh, I realized that, what I realized was that in an 
corporate journey you know there are four stages which any typical employee goes through the first is self management right. second is people management right. uh, third is systems and processes and the the topmost is vision and culture right. right most of the people especially in india are stuck at the you know bottom two layers like self management which i also called task management right. and people management right. we rarely go to system process thinking you know and vision and culture right. and then i realize how do i bring this to you know india's india's growing how and to for india to keep growing we need future leaders right. and they are getting created in the schools right. right so how do i bring this understanding which i have got by going inside corporate seeing what's happening there what are the realities of a corporate world how do i bring these learnings and bring it to school students right in between like uh, like i said i started off with school but in between 5 6 years i had stopped working with school because a lot of my work had turned corporate and stuff like that but then uh, after you uh, achieves at a certain level and you have enough money you kind of think how can i contribute again right, you know right. and that's how this idea of bringing this to school has come back mm. again and i've just recently started a new company called vidyana uh one month back and the concept of vidyana is that to bring these learnings from the corporates to the student out there so that we can create visionaries and people who have systems thinking right in the school so that when they go out in the real world they are equipped uh, from a mindset perspective yeah so this is what i am doing currently great great uh, amazing so uh, tejas uh, you told you know in a very uh, broad way or you know uh, you know where uh i have my own questions about this right i mean not sure. from what you are doing but how if i if i if i had to ask you uh please give me how many ever types of programs that you might do depending on the outcome now let's say for example somebody calls you up and says hey you know what tejas uh, i have a problem today's problem i take okay something now we've been we've been coming out of a pandemic and um, we've all been working from home especially the ones that are working for corporates and 9 to 5 jobs now there are a lot of jobs that you know even the employees know that they cannot sit and work from home that's not a problem but then there are jobs you know where employees know that they can work from home there is not really no need to go to office but then the management thinks that the productivity is dipping they need to come to office now uh, the management can become you know autocratic or uh, sorry uh, uh, you know dictator like and then you know ask them all to come otherwise you'll be fired that's one way to do it yeah. which is i, I yeah. which is i don't think the most wise way to do it they might lose the good folks yeah. and all those things right. now let's say a corporate comes to you with this problem they say that hey you know what uh, we think uh, it's time for all the people to come to uh, work and uh, we want to put it in the most um, relatable way possible or you know not in a very authoritative way but you know we want to convince them also make them also understand do you have a program for this this is just a random thought i'm getting you know mm. uh, do you have yeah, a program to address that. this uh, outcome and uh, what would you probably do uh, would you take this would you take up this assignment uh, tejas um so i would first ask them few more questions mm. uh, i would try to understand what is the intent behind uh, the decision to get them back mm. uh, and see how that is really going to help uh, and might also challenge i might ask some probing question to understand mm. that 
and if what they are sharing really really kind of makes sense mm. to me because i should be convinced right. if i'm designing a program uh, to certain le- level i should be you know convinced, convinced to, right. to really design around that i don't want to be selling people ideas or thoughts which i don't believe in got it right precisely yeah. why i asked so, you that question uh because there are two parts to that question if you're directly asked if you have directly told you know okay this is what i do i'd have then you know probably gone and gone and asked you and nothing wrong about that also i mean um yeah. you know somebody would you know who's doing the same thing as you they would come and say you know what they just i'm not going to be really bothered about why do they want to but you know they want to i'm a problem solver i'm going to help them solve the problem and trick employees into coming into the office by putting it in a very right. nice way at the end of the day you know communication yeah. is all what it takes different sort of that's another way of selling them, yeah. right the idea of coming to office and for many it's just tick in a box so is just tick in a box you, you yeah. just Yeah. yeah you might you just get the days money yeah you the way you you are saying you might end up convincing the management saying that they will be good if they work from home you know they might go back convincing mm-hmm. that oh yeah we don't really have to make them come to office i i will i will not recommend my way to everyone right. uh because i i don't care about losing clients and i have lost many right uh you know uh, i could have been 10x or 100x more uh, richer than what i am right uh but i i am happy the way i am you know and i think uh, by being who i am the clients i have got they are like i said they become my raving fan because you know there is some synergy there is right. resonance they see my intent and authenticity uh, in what i am doing and uh, that has given opened up far many uh, more interesting doors you know uh, birds of same feather flock together so if you get into a client who you are just getting for the sake of the money uh, they will open up door to similar clients got it but if you kind of get the right kind of your ideal client they open up doors to more ideal clients absolutely you definitely yeah. you know you are the sole reason you are responsible for what you are right now the reason i'm telling yeah. you that is you know uh, every action that you do now is what is you know kind of setting you up for the future and when you take that effort and then when you undergo sacrifices to do that i think it only pays you rich dividends down the line like you said yeah. you know you probably are finding yourself in the company of people who believe like you you know who think like you yes. and you know yes. uh, your work gets easier and easier and easier as you grow because you end up finding the same kind of people that you want to work with and uh, the lesson yeah. here is you know um not the, not 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 a lesson uh, i i mean i i don't do this in a compulsive way but only when there is something really interesting i do not want to miss it and you know i want to repeat it um is that you know uh, for the people who are listening aspiring entrepreneurs in the knowledge domain who are listening um there are two aspects right one is like tejas was talking about one is money but then you know tejas didn't choose money to be the goal but it was just a consequence of what he did but you know what he focused what the, what tejas has been focusing is making sure that he likes the work that he's doing and he wants to do some truthful work he's been a seeker of truth and then you know that has given him some intrinsic strength and uh, bravery and some confidence to do what he's doing but i think as long as you do that if not very soon down the line you're going to not only get some money but you're also going to do your work more effortlessly and enjoy your work um this is what i wanted to share tejas and i i mean i'm sharing it because this is what i got from you what have you spoken so far 
Uh, they yeah. just um, now just uh, going back to the example that I gave you, right? I would like to get five such outcomes that is the most commonly seeked out in the world of coaching. Uh, you know, I just gave you an example. It would have been dumb example calling people from home to office. But what are you, um, uh, you know, approached for? What are the out from an outcome perspective? Yes. What are those top five outcomes for what you are approached for? Right, right. So first is like finding clarity of purpose. Mm. You know, a lot of time the business owners themselves are not very clear about right. why their company exists. Uh, maybe right in the beginning as a startup or in the mid mid journey. You know, as the company starts going growing um, mm. as in a business, you tend to be opportunistic and you try you tend to spread right. you know horizontally. Right. And uh, then you reach a stage where survival probably is no more a concern. Mm. But you are thinking, how do you go ahead more effectively? Because when you spread too thin, uh, there are also a lot of places we are not where you are not able to attend fully, right. and that creates different kind of challenges. Right. So then you you want to you want to be very clear what where do you want to consolidate and how do you want to go ahead? Right. And so they, that's what a lot of business owners uh, are, they seek. Second is while scaling up. Uh, I find that a lot of times companies uh, have a challenge when they transition from a people-driven company to a system-driven company. Mm. That is one of the most common problem organizations have. And this uh, doesn't, the solution is not just bringing in the systems, right? Uh, the solution is in the mindset because uh, the people who are in charge of a people-driven company, the people in the charge themselves are the people who have power, who have brought the company to the level they it is already. Right. So, you know, they take pride in it. Right. And these are the exactly the people who need to let go uh, the sense of control right. and allow systems to take over, mm. you know, right? And so that is one of a very big challenge most organizations face. Mm. And that's where I come in. I help them create a sense of, you know, new vision with the new purpose and uh, some understanding from new human neurology. And you help them, you know, transition to a different place right. where they see their role in a new light. Right. And you help them release their insecurities of letting go the control. So that is another uh, very big challenge uh, which happens. Another challenge which organizations face is a uh, lot of peak performers who are individual performers, when they transition to a higher role, their new role demands them to operate differently. Right. Managerial and positions, if they have to move from exactly. an individual contributor to a managerial position. Okay. Yes, yes. You know, I have spoken to COOs and CEOs from big conglomerates. And even in their conversations, the insecurity of job comes up. You know, so probably they have earned so much money till now in their journey and they are safe. Their kids are, you know, in US and uh, the best places of the world and yet they are insecure. Right. Right? So what is the state of mind they need to be? They, ra they rather need to be having a vision, right. a higher purpose than just their job. Right. right? Uh, so helping them transition to a place where they can see bigger picture. Uh, uh, this is the kind of work I do along with what I said, you know, getting the core teams to be on one page and creating a culture which they want to be modeled in their organization.
got it tejas and what about these uh, you know uh, team building activities and all those things are that also part of your uh, scheme of things uh, see earlier it was okay. but uh, now uh, as you go in your journey even i am evolving right. uh, internally as well and also my understanding of how you know the business world works has evolved because in between i also started a manufacturing of bearing in kolhapur so i had a uh, that experience which helps my coaching in the world because now i have practical experiences okay and we had big failures and big success in that so that kind of gave me a a, a different kind of perspective right um, uh, which you can't just have from a book you know when you really really uh, lose money uh, and you still hold on to a, to the journey it gives you a different perspective so uh, uh yeah you know so i i now realize with all that evolution that when a hr or a business owner comes to you from their language right. you realize their intent right okay and you realize whether it's just a tick in the box is it just a day thing they want to do and then most of them want to drink in the evening and have good time the learning goes for a talk right. uh this is reality you know uh, we we as a long knowledge ex- Uh, entrepreneur you are passionate about knowledge right. you know uh, but you can't guarantee they are that much passionate right right right, right. uh so you have to see uh where would your knowledge be most valued mm. and if you are doing that then you are really valuing your knowledge right got it right so in my journey i have learned to say no mm. uh, more often of course you get tempted by the money big money but yeah i i've i've learned to say no more often and that i think has helped me a lot got it tejas uh, i i think maybe your answer uh, you know whatever you've told kind of answers this question but still i would want to go ahead and answer this question because you might have faced this problem in the earlier uh, part of your journey you were talking about you know one of those experiences in a second third year M, you know mba college where you know uh you had this moment where you uh, kind of you know had an outburst with the students and then you know uh the director took half an hour they really you know you kind of understood the way they look at this entire speaker coming and talking now first of all there are two things right um one is as a coach as somebody who's expected to come motivate raise the energy levels you know bring positivity and all those things there is already a little bit of a pressure maybe imposter syndrome uh you know uh, for you to do Uh, and bring the outcome that is expected of you on top of that when you know this is how they look at this entire activity pretty much like a farce for the sake of it for the formality yeah yeah it's just a mentally a strenuous thing you know how uh, to all the people listening especially how do you deal with this and how do you still get past this and succeed out there and do your job a uh, beautiful question uh, amazing the way you framed it is really good yeah. uh i think uh in my beginning uh, uh of the journey i used to come from a place of trying to convince right you know the importance of it and why this is right and you know and as i progressed in that journey it became from convincing to conviction right yeah and then it kind of evolved to realizing that this is my purpose 
this is who i am this is my purpose of life to share these principles so there is no more convincing and there's not even that can you know conviction that this is it if you don't believe it's okay i am here to share it and this is my life purpose i am not here to share with you i am here to share with the world and for whomever it is meant for got it tejas uh, see <laughs> theoretically <laughs> theoretically your answer is a valid one it is easier said yeah. than done but if i may yeah. uh, you know uh, take 5 minutes not more than 2 to 5 sure. minutes and you know how yeah. you know you easily said it is from convince, convincing to conviction yes i get it you know you don't go around convincing people you remove that mindset out of your mind first that you're not going to convince because if you're still convincing yourself then it it shows outside so therefore yeah. but yeah. how is this you know can you share simple tools to sure, transform sure. from convincing see, to conviction yeah yeah so see uh, if i am and unfortunately that is happening in the knowledge world a lot of knowledge is copy paste knowledge right. okay so if i take a knowledge from somewhere maybe i hear to a youtube channel or a podcast i read a book and i just copy that on my presentation and i'm sharing that and i have not experienced it i have not reflected on right. it then uh, i don't have the conviction right right but like i said uh, i was looking to work on myself i was looking to apply it so whatever business things i i saw because after the point i as i also started studying business right. and business dynamics i applied it in my startup right and i i have been part of two three startup where i put in my money right. and i have lost money and i i earned money you know one of my thing got me multiple x and it kind of covered the right. thing but i was applying it and i saw that whatever this i have read or heard this is really applicable in reality in the you know real sense on ground and then you realize then you have a conviction so i think knowledge without reflection and experience mm. is useless right so if you re- reflect and you add value to that knowledge from your own experience and reflection then you know it comes within from you from a different place altogether great great tejas uh, great i mean see uh, this is how i interpret this and this is how i take take away you know whatever you said um if you come across a great um stuff to share it with people you further you know enhance it by seeing if it can be applicable to some part of your life yourself uh, that yeah. adds more values what you're saying Uh, you know uh, what yeah. you said just now just reminded me and took me back a few weeks earlier where i had this podcast with a person named uh, gautam munshi uh, he's in uh, okay. he's based in bangalore he runs a uh, marketing company uh, with a lot of uh, mm-hmm. latest uh, tools and stuff like that and he was a data science trainer before he ran a company that the reason we had him was because he was a knowledge entrepreneur and we wanted to pick his brain how he ran his company and stuff like that and he told one thing i was trying to you know i'm going to ask you some of the questions that i asked him as well uh, because this is a lot of people watching are also you know aspiring and money is one of the important things right i mean uh, yes, yes, you want is, you yeah. also want to know how much how rich can you become or what all dreams can be achieved materialistically also and then you know uh, uh, gautam uh, just broke it down look man how many working hours as a human being got in a year you know this is the number of hours you've got and if you he told remove the academic professors and teachers out of this concept 
especially the people who are outside of the system and who are teaching people uh, skills to get jobs they cannot be 100% into training they need to be 60% practitioners of what they preach yes. and 40% yes. trainers the reason i brought wow. this topic is you whatever you said pretty much uh, resonated with that it echoed the same yeah. thing 100% and uh, i would have not asked you that question because i was not sure if how much uh, applicable it is to the coaching domain but uh, you kind of you know reiterated the thing that he shared so yeah great uh, just wanted to share that with you that's about it yeah, yeah. okay teja school going ahead uh, you know uh, talking about you know soul at work um you know you've had a journey of ranging almost a decade now um um you you know you started off as a referral uh, you know you started off by referrals and you know you had your raving fans who referred you and stuff like that but you also admitted that you know you're not the same tejas toro who you were 10 years back yeah. a decade ago you know yeah. you are also evolving you are also probably doing more significant things you'd want to train and coach leadership level people and not uh, you know uh, others maybe at this point right mm-hmm. now tell me how has this um uh you know from a business side how do you position yourself do you have a team or you are an individual who does everything uh you know how how's your marketing you know if you can share throw some light on all these aspects they just yeah yeah so i think uh, social media helps a lot okay. if you can put uh create content they just sorry uh, do you the, do you have a team yeah. or are uh, are you an individual uh, I, So, so at work, I am an individual, but at uh, on the Vidyana side, we have a team. Got it, got it. And that also, so like I said, the knowledge which you are sharing, uh, are you applying it? Hmm. Very, it's very important. So, I was talking to people and organizations about you know task management, people management, system process, vision and culture, and I realized as a coach, as a trainer, I am doing task management. I am right. teaching others vision. Right. and i am just doing a task you for them is just a task to get done right and so i realize so where is my vision right okay and you can't have a vision saying i'll be a trainer i'll be a great trainer vision is not about you vision is about what you want to create in the world out there right, right? and uh, so i realize my vision is to create visionaries right okay and what's the best place to do it than in young minds right and so from there uh the re- and and when i say vision it's not something you just write i i started feeling it in my body you know and my whole thought process so when you are thinking like a knowledge entrepreneur like a self employed guy you have a very different thinking than a business owner thinks we say we are business owners i have my own business but you are self employed you are not a business owner right and it, it it's a different place to think you know as a trainer or as a coach when i was traveling you know i uh, you are like uh, with juice would i get to drink today <laughs> but as a business owner the question is uh, how can i get my employees and the, the stakeholders juice how, which how can i afford that they can have juice right it's a different place to think all together right and that's how the vidyana you know vision has transformed me when i got that vision mm. i think i've become a far better coach on the soul at matter side Uh, even though it's a single member uh, thing because i have this experience got it got it yeah uh, going back to uh, you know uh, the thing that you started off on my sorry to interrupt i just wanted to know from a team's perspective because you know i've had conversations in the past with people you know 
you know, who've shared very uh, simple things, but, you know, which had such a significant reason behind. For example, uh, I wanted to know whether you have a team or not, not to know whether you're an individual or not. But, you know, if you had a team, why did why do you need a team? But if you didn't yeah. have a team, you know, how are you managing it all along? Because next question probably will be tying back to that. You know, how do you market yourself, you know, um, or is it still word of mouth for you? Uh, that is the point that I want to touch yeah. upon. Tejas. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, there is no formal way of marketing right now on the soul at work Got side. Uh, what happened for me, luckily, was that uh, I got into a conglomerate. And it's such a big conglomerate with a lot of companies uh, in that. Uh, and, you know, I started working with the mother company in that conglomerate. Mm. And uh, the head HR, they referred to the other companies in that. Uh, and that itself is a so such a big chunk of my work that I don't have to seek uh, work outside. But I still keep getting, you know, because a uh, lot, lot of people jump jobs and, you know, they go and refer. If they have really experience something of value, they will uh, want to be in touch with you and do something back for you. That is what I've experienced. But of course, that can't, you can't rely on all yes. that. Uh, you need to have a formal sales uh, way or a process which brings client in your funnel. That That is also true. Right. Uh, I am coming to light with that recently, not because of the need, but maybe because I have evolved in my thinking. You know? Right. Uh, but not from a financial perspective. Uh, even if I continue being not a sales guy, just doing the things which I'm doing, there's more than enough work I can handle right now. So you don't have to have it, but uh, if you have it, uh, but I also think maybe, the, uh, you know, uh, as a knowledge entrepreneur, you're so much passionate about your knowledge that you kind of discount the marketing and sales. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and that is what's actually going to get you money. Got it. It's a very right. contradicting yeah. thing, but still you got to trust yeah. the process. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, if you are really passionate and if you have to master your knowledge, you have to be really focused as well. Right. If half of your mind is in sales and marketing, uh, then... Uh, it's difficult to really master what you do, you know, from a knowledge perspective. And so it is important, the question you ask, it's important to have a partner or someone in your team who does, that's their core personality and they balance off. Or, you know, you can have platforms like, uh, you know, one, one of yours or, you know, any other platform which helps you reach out to potential clients. Got it. Please. So you do what you are passionate at and the platform or the people around you do uh, the sales, marketing and reach out work. Got it, Tejas. Uh, you know, when we were talking about, you know, when I did my uh, research about you trying to get some information about who Tejas is, I did not find much information. I didn't find anything on Vidyana, basically. Yeah. But since you brought it up, uh, I'd like to, you know, can you share what is Vidyana, you know, uh, what are you trying to, you said that, you know, you're trying to uh, make visionaries out of school kids and all that. Um, yeah, but, you know, yeah. what is the full, you know, what's the model like? Is it a not-for-profit yes. or is it for-profit? It's not-for-profit. Okay. I'm a very practical guy. <laughs> I want money. <laughs> but money in a more meaningful way, okay, by contributing and creating value. Okay, so 
the whole thing is like i they said just, uh, let me just uh, clear out one thing here the reason i asked you not for profit or for profit is just uh, you know just to get that uh, clarified because when you spoke about vidyana and when i'm i'm also a guy who fails to understand how do not for profit work it, despite whatever the cause may be right because the people who are working for it uh, they all need to be incentivized in a big yeah. way because i had a conversation with another person a couple of weeks back who runs a company called learn with comics and uh, okay. that's not for profit and they you know what they do they okay. are literally uh, converting all the cbse curriculum into uh, comic books because wow. uh, the person okay. who's doing this you know growing up he found the education to be really boring and you know not oh. not all the children can take up these plain stuff from the textbooks right they some color and comics would add but then you know i i had a difficult time understanding why not for profit so that's the reason i asked you if it's not for profit i think being profitable is what uh, puts you uh, in an accountable space and that pushes you to yeah. achieve more right that's what i thought and that's the reason i asked you but great i'm happy that it's uh, for profit vidyana yeah please please carry on yeah yeah so like i said um, the what i experience in corporate and in the business world i realized that uh, the competence which makes one really successful in corporates or in business is not being given in the conventional education system mm -hmm. okay and so to to bring this to youth schools are the best place because that's where most of the youth gathers you know kids gather right so you rather go there rather than searching them individually now uh, the thing which i realized because i had been working with schools earlier in the journey is that most of the school owners do not care about the quality of education right. what they care about are two things first is money mm -hmm. profit second is they shouldn't get have headache operating the school they want to keep it easy on themselves right uh, so i realize that no matter how great offering you have uh, if that's not going to contribute to their objectives their intent of running the school uh, it's not going to uh, go through their filter right right because they are the filters to it so there's a concept of primary customer and the secondary customer right so you have to reach the end customer you have this customer in between right. right who has different objectives right so their objective is profit and their objective is making things easy mm. right now what i also realize working in corporates is the power of systems and processes right systems and processes make things efficient uh, they minimize losses they uh, they co cut cost to a lot of extent and they create scalability replicability and stuff like right, that right? right and a lot of this is missing in the schools you know mm. a lot of these things are randomly happening you know uh, most of the schools owner may not be involved in management uh, who is in charge of management is principal who is sitting there because they have an academic experience not a leadership or management experience right you understand and so they are operating from their own reference Correct. or model of the world so what i realize is uh, if we can pitch to the school owners that we will help you cut cost by bringing in systems and processes by making things more smooth in your in your school mm -hmm. so that you have less headache you can easily manage the school you cut cost we also help you brand and position mm -hmm. okay uh, so we are actually helping the owner get to his intention mm -hmm. but but you have to agree to make your school 
an experiential and application based education mm. okay so we are offering you a service which is like a which will cost you around 5 lakh a month but we are ready to give you that in 1/10th or 1/5th of the price but we are going to so and we will train your teachers we will train all the stakeholders in bringing experiential and application based education mm. and that is going to help you differentiate your schools from other schools and again we are targeting a tier 2 cities we are not targeting metro right so think about this a tier 2 cities probably has like a 50 school right and most are like claiming same things now if you go there you and and if you look at the profile of teacher unfortunately teachers are the most unpaid Yeah, uh, you know, underpaid at least. Yeah, yeah, underpaid, and uh, probably it's just a way of living for them rather than passion. And so the competencies is a big question, yeah, yeah. right? So the entire future of a kid is dependent on them. So what we do is we train the teachers on experiential and application-based education. Mm. Okay, we train them, we help them execute it, and we also create an audit mechanism. where we see that it's being done in the right way got it so we work on two fronts on the school on the management admin side of the school help them cut cut cost uh, get in more student by positioning them differently and on the academic side by bringing this practical education got it and that, and then we also involve the parents so essentially we are tapping all the stakeholders got it and uh, so i will share something uh, with you so while going to these corporates i came across lot of other consultants from kpmg and deloitte and you know uh, the big four right and what i realized about the business model of these big four was mm. that these big big four their name big four but lot of the consultant who came in were pretty young right you know so what these big four do is they hire talented people from big college who are young who don't have so much experience and they train them quickly on the job right so a, a a company is paying for the name of the big four but who is coming to your place is fairly young person who is getting trained on the job right. and that is uh, that i uh, we are modeling that in our vidyana we are taking bright people who care about education who want to uplift the education in india they might not have lot of experience they are okay getting paid less but we really train them up very fast got it we really expose them to you know uh, how they uh, how they could contribute to an e- education ecosystem and we put them uh, in these schools and that's how we plan to scale up got it tejas tejas yeah. um use you 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 spoke you know you told that vidyana is a initiative by you where you are trying to make visionary out of uh, the children also right uh, replicate yeah. because you said you kind of saw a gap uh, in the corporates and you thought you know it could probably help because the leaders who are going to come uh, lead the nation or any organization are coming from schools yeah. and why don't you go and make an impact right at that level um yeah. what is the link between uh, this thing that you said you know um may i know uh, i was understanding it like this now you said there is a way you need you know you spoke about primary customer secondary customer or end customer um you know you have to go through the school owners to go and make an impact to the students as well because you need to first go uh, fulfill the school owners yeah. outcome or their dream otherwise yeah. you know they're not going to be bother about what you want to do to the yeah. kids uh, 
you're doing that by helping them cut costs and uh, you know you're cutting their expenditure uh, therefore you know that could be a reason for them to pay you so you bring in systems and processes yeah you are literally figuring out a way to pay yourself giving them the idea yeah. you are helping them to help you get paid and then you are uh, introducing the concept of experiential learning and application driven education um now surely you think this is what is going to help uh, children become visionaries or is there another separate program to kind of you know help them get their own what is yeah it? yeah yeah so there are modules designed so we we have already hired some uh, educationist who who have a different perspective to education who are experienced to know how currently schools are happening and what needs to actually happen uh, and the principal like neuro linguistic programming and others for which people pay a bomb for a five day program right. we are converting that into you know, their education you know uh, their syllabus got right. it you're kind of making so that mainstream now it's not some extra curricular stuff exactly exactly great great yeah i think this is a conversation that always comes up when they say that you know uh, people undergoing health issues people undergoing financial health issues they all say that you know all these things must be taught in school Uh, but you know yes. all uh, irrelevant things are taught in school and then we are not equipped with the most life skills that we need i think probably that's yeah. this could probably bridge yeah. all yeah. those things great tejas yeah. uh, i think um, yeah. uh, vidyana was not really a topic of discussion for this podcast but i would love to you know get back to you in the future yeah and we could have a whole podcast uh, just talking about sure. vidyana and you know how that is come up Uh, so far yeah. uh they sure. just uh, going back to your training right um your training business your coaching business and all so uh, a decade back you started off right now you know you're kind of spreading your wings you're learning whatever you've learned from your training you're trying to implement and create new businesses and new solutions um this is you know coming back to my uh, perspective about uh, aspiring trainers who are listening here uh when you started off where you were full time into training and coaching how many hours a month would you typically spend coaching uh out there hmm. so i think uh when i started off it was more as a trainer rather than a coach because there's a difference what is the difference between a trainer and a coach yeah so trainer is basically providing skills knowledge or way of doing things uh to you know the participant coaching is more about helping them recognize uh what's within them what they want and ways to reach there mm. helping them recognize what's stopping them so you know throwing light and what already is within them and around them and uh, yeah, so, uh how did you transition from a trainer to a coach so i realized uh that training uh helps but the impact was limited okay. you know what i realized was that a lot of corporates or even business owners would want a training for their employees right okay but uh, would they sit for the training no because they feel they know everything and you know they are there but does that mean they don't have any problems and challenges they also have right right but the way they learn is different than someone who is uh, typically sitting for a training you know right. because they have more experience they have deeper understanding they probably themselves are peak performers right so they generally don't like to be told what to do right they like they they take pride in discovering it themselves right right right, right. so yeah so i realized that if i really have to make a impact uh, instead of working with 1000 employees you work with one person there and if you have to work with one person you have to uh, work 
the way that will help them right and which i realize coaching is far more appropriate in that situation got it tejas now you know uh, coming to the viability of the zol training coaching business um i've heard some people say that this is a very saturated market uh mm. is that true do you agree with that i think lot of people come and go in this domain they see easy money right uh they see anyone can print a card and open a website and uh, become call themselves a trainer or a coach a uh, lot of people who take early retirements uh they come into this domain and so there is no dirt uh, i would like to share an experience which i had you know uh, one of my client i was coaching him one to one business owner with uh, he had 2500 employees okay. and uh, i coached him and he said you know i want you to help me train my people as well and i told him that i will not be doing training so he said that why don't you get trainers you know because you know now what we have done you know where i want to take my organization and he did not had a formal learning and development uh, team. Uh, dom- uh, yeah yeah team or a department so he said why don't you just get me some trainers and so i kind of reached out to one of a co trainer i knew and i asked her you know this is what we need uh, this is the kind of training uh, uh, the client needs and there will be so many trainings in a year we have to cover 2500 employees so she said we have a whatsapp group of, of trainers uh, across india uh, do you want me to put this requirement on that group and i had no idea what was going to happen i said okay put it there and i put it there and you know my phone started ringing and i had calls from across india and gujarat kerala west bengal everywhere people calling with me 30 years of experience you know uh, 20 years experience their profile picture was like uh, with ties and blazers and this this you know all that uh, and so what happened i asked this lady who who put it on the whatsapp group you know uh, that how much should we charge and you know um, i had uh, this conversation of budget with my client and he had given me a budget so i had a x figure which i would be passing on to these trainers okay and she told when i asked her how much should i you know pay for this kind of a training i was surprised she said what she shared was less than half what i had in my mind okay okay and i and she put that that price also in the message whatsapp message and i was surprised people with 30 years of experience are ready to work at this low price okay and that was a surprise for me and there i it kind of opened up to me that and like like you said probably their things are saturated but since i was surprised shows that i had never experienced mm. it got it you know yeah so and i like i said you know uh, birds of same feather flock together maybe i was starting the right clients right uh, and so they were opening doors to the right clients who were ready to pay and who were valuing the uh, the thing which i was doing right and of course there were people who who would uh, want to pay less and right in the initial i would also do it you know i i uh, i was doing it because i needed money that time but i quickly kind of realized that uh, you know if i am not valuing what i am doing nobody else is going to value right and like osho was once asked uh, that you are a spiritual guru then why do you charge people for your program and he replied people do not understand value 
they understand price yeah and you know <laughs> i recognize that pricing is a great positioning tool as well you know when you price less people subconsciously uh, position you somewhere right and when you price yourself higher subconsciously they position you differently they might not afford you they might not buy your services mm. but you are positioning yourself differently brilliant i mean uh, no not that this is not a very unknown thing this is a known thing yeah uh, no doubt about it and there are a uh, number of examples right in front of our eyes in everyday lives how different products yeah. which offer the same value yeah. just because of the way yes. they price themselves and they make a choice that okay. they are going to be available only to some people uh, there is a thing and i think this is also something that the trainers can take away from but it all boils down to how much it can work for them in their um, you know practical yeah. lives but um, yeah. uh, they just uh, help me understand uh, you know uh, give me a, a figure uh, as trainers in india right from your experience let's leave the outliers right there are ones that who do you know even for free for whatever reason and there are ones who are probably called as celebrity coaches and trainers who charge lakhs of rupees even for three day workshops and two day workshops and stuff like that but aspiring trainers or aspiring coaches you know who are probably up uh, up and coming in the mid 20s uh, what is a realistic uh, kind of aspiration they can have um uh, uh, you know in terms of how much can can they really make in a in a year see i think the whole approach of uh, i think as knowledge entrepreneurs you create that market you know your question reminds me of a scene from uh, there is a conversation between chanakya and the king dhananand right and chanakya has approached king dhananand uh, and king dhananand uh, kind of insults him and chanakya replies saying ki shikshak kabhi sadharan nahi hota prayog aur nirman uske kok mein khilte hain aur agar mere nyan mein asli taakat hogi to tujh jaise hazaron poshinda mein khade kar dunga so what he means is a knowledge entrepreneur is not a simple guy you know he is constantly experimenting and creating new things and what he is creating and experimenting with if it is of real value he can create entrepreneurs who will pay for his journey you know so what i really? what <laughs> yeah if you have to have conviction you know you don't have to fit in right you know uh, and if your knowledge if you are a knowledge entrepreneur you are passionate about right. it right and if you are passionate about it you would have mastery so learn to value yourself i that's what i'll say and you know just to bring it really down to numbers and not just theory and gyan just yesterday i signed up a client uh, whom i am going to coach uh, i signed up for 10 lakh rupees and he is an indian in pune so this is a possibility of course not everyone kind of pays that yeah. but i have position because now i see that i have to take care of vidyana as well right. so you know i am positioning myself differently correct now. correct yeah right so that is a possibility 5 years 10 10 years down the line i wouldn't have believed this was possible i and to be honest i have worked for 5000 a day as well in the beginning when i was doing it for schools and you know places like that got it but so you can i think you know there are all kind of customers red there are people who are ready to pay there are there because there are a lot of business problems you know india is a thriving economy right now and with thriving economy there are opportunities and there are problems and knowledge entrepreneurs can solve both 
both the opportunities and the problems you just have to position yourself right uh, bring a real value real situation a uh, real solution and if you are doing that and if you are communicating it in the right way um i think there is lot of scope for knowledge entrepreneurs but don't try to copy paste if you are copy pasting the content or even if you are copy pasting the approach right. you know at the same time i also believe conventional sales marketing doesn't work right because as a knowledge entrepreneur uh, you are selling something intangible and the value and power of it is in the experience once they get result out of that knowledge right right uh, so conventional sales uh, you have to look at it very differently and i think there is no one solution uh, you have to consider your personality uh, what suits you 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 know you might be a good writer then put put stuff on linkedin you might be good at podcast do that you know whatever your personality is you need to position yourself in that way and and i think there opportunities are there at all level if you if you want to work at low cost there is volume game there if you want to work at high cost there are people ready to pay no i really appreciate uh, you for choosing to give uh, you know this sort of an answer and not really you know giving out a number because uh, this is definitely you know um there cannot be a number right it everything boils down to how you position yourself how you value yourself you know and stuff like that so i think um to all the listeners who are uh, listening uh, if this answer uh, if you think it did not help uh, what i'd like to say here is that um you there is a possibility for you to charge whatever you want uh, there are people out there who will pay whatever you want um you just have to figure it out uh, if your um, value Uh, is worth that much you need to build value or content or you know whatever you're going to go and deliver be that much valuable uh, but um, uh, you know which which is which is a good good answer i mean it is you know uh, you don't have to be down thinking that there is no cap right what better than not having a cap on what you can earn so there's you know there's no limit for you and you can go so tejas just shared that he signed somebody for 10 lakh rupees and you know i think everybody should start aspiring for that and tejas uh, this this uh, 10 lakhs is for is like is it like for a fixed yes, number of hours or is it like uh, yeah this this would be uh, over a one year period one year period uh, but there are like few days in where we connect got it but still you know yeah. uh, if it's one year two years man i mean getting 10 lakhs uh, contract is it gives you so much of certainty and you know it allows you to your mind it helps you so much on a mental level uh, so i yeah. think um, that's what all the coaches uh, should be aspiring for but they uh, but you know i have another question tejas yeah. especially you know for uh, coaches or trainers who are in a position you know where they go talk to a client uh, you know or a company and then there's a time when they have to give out a quotation right now uh, you you yeah. you've had experience um, in working with uh, companies of different sizes and uh, your pricing is not going to be the same for everybody right and yeah. there yeah. there there will there will come a time when you need to figure out somehow what could their budget be or if you cannot figure out what their budget is based on the, their their company size you kind of have to figure out how much they would have allocated or you know how much would they be willing to pay can you share some insights on how uh, coaches and trainers can navigate this quoting problem see i think size of the company uh, doesn't actually give you anything because 
a lot of time big companies lot of trainers are approaching right right so they have access to lot of uh, trainers if not you then somebody else is always right. there and they have negotiation power you know uh, and they do bargain because they have a formal learning and development uh, department right. and so the, the one of the kra of the person sitting there is to negotiate got it right so they are pretty sometimes tough to really get the money but in what i realize is small company growing very fast hmm. and who see massive growth in front of hmm. them and who who see problem who recognize problem in that growth so they see that we are right now a 50 crore company but we can become a 1000 crore company uh, but these are the challenges which will stop us right so for them you are bringing a solution from 50 cr to 1000 cr right right now you have to ask yourself do i have any solution like that mm. or is my solution just going to make them feel good for a day and go back and right you understand right. so if you can bring that solution 50 cr to 1000 cr of course you are not a magician you know you you don't just do that and things change but do you have really a solution which which you believe and which really the the client also kind of starts believing once they taste it right. uh then you can charge and and let me tell you it's not very different you know there's jitna content hai whatever content is already out okay. there free yes. of cost yes yes right? so ideally uh, a company uh, can open up uh, a youtube video and see that for an entire day and get value yeah. knowledge yeah. so it's not just about knowledge you know what is your unique perspective you bring to on the table right and is that unique perspective helping them apply it uh, in their business on ground right and for that you need to be a good listener you need to be a good observer because when the client uh, reaches out to you you don't just say okay okay i have a product for you okay here's the there the cost rather you ask them 100 questions mm. okay you understand what are their problems sometimes they don't know their problem they'll say we need a team building program right okay right. but wow okay uh, and why 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 inside that mm. right go to that you know and when you really go to that and you might find uh, something which they have not discovered right and then you throw light on that and you show a solution now you are trusted by them for your competence right right they realize you are not just a trainer who is going to come for you know team building and because they are not just coming to you they are going to 10 other trainers for team building right so so this has happened to me you know i pitched to one company in fact they reached out to me and i asked them these questions hmm. and the person said actually even i don't have these answers right so so what i proposed to him was because he was from hr hmm. Uh, hmm. department hmm. i proposed that for whatever department you want this to happen can we have a quick 15 minute uh, you know online thing where they share their things and the, whoever the key key stakeholders are and uh, we decided a date and we had a 15 minute thing and after the call they appreciated the approach because they still hadn't committed or paid mm. but i was giving them time and, and like i said i was authentically trying to find something right, for them, right, right? right it was not a sales pushy thing and they appreciated that right and now you have already differentiated yourself you know now 
Ten people have quoted. They have sent their emails with nice designs and shared their website links, and you have not. Right. But you have a different place in the client's mind. Brilliant. Simple but very effective. I think um, uh, people just you know, especially once in the domain. I think one of the key things for you to get land good clients and high value clients is be really come from a place of you want to solve a particular problem for them yes. and don't be worried yes. about what you already have if it takes uh, for you to spend some time and uh, design or start from scratch a program that you have to build for them for that you need to first of all figure out ask a lot of questions filled with why's i think that's what they just uh, just said and it naturally is going to uh, take you to a place where even the clients are going to discover new things and they are having a demo of your session right then and they are like a trailer yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. there's no reason for them to not think about it if you do such things. So yeah, great, uh, Tejas. Um, I think uh, I've uh, you know I've had a lot of questions, but the fact remains this: that a lot of your answers to just one of my questions have covered a lot of things. I need not even have I had to probe you beyond a certain point because you covered everything. Probably you knew where I was coming from, uh, from your experience or something. So thank you so much. This was an amazing session for me personally. I hope the listeners, I'm sure the listeners are going to get a ton of value, especially people who can relate to this industry. Um, I'm sure they're all going to be nodding while listening uh, your um, responses and your, uh, you know, whatever you had to say. So thank you so much. Um, can't wait yeah. for this to go out there, get published. Um, and um, I, you know, uh, two hours is not a time that's doing justice to get uh, things out of you because I really want to talk about, I want to have a separate podcast with you uh, about, you know, your personal spiritual journey because uh, the when yeah. in the first 20 minutes I was like, I had to literally focus and then bring myself back to this uh, agenda. <laughs> Because I myself uh, yeah. have been a, a reader of all spiritual things in India and um, I could relate. So I, uh, probably at some point we can have that conversation. And, uh, you sure, know, I'd, sure. like, I'd love to deep dive into Vidyana probably a year down the line when you are, you know, when you have something going on. So I can't wait for that as well. So all in all, thank you so very much uh, for taking your time out. Uh, it's been a wonderful two hours for me. Uh, Tejas. You have put me in a very nice, energetic, enthusiastic state of mind. Thank you so much because coming from a tra uh, you know, from a trainer coach who's dealing at the highest level, uh, you know, uh, I really take that uh, as a compliment. You know, thank you so much. This podcast is brought to you by Edison OS, a no-code edtech platform to operate an online education business. Knowledge entrepreneurs can use Edison OS to sell online courses from their own websites, manage online masterclasses, launch mobile learning apps, sell online practice tests for competitive exams, run online learning communities, digitizing their offline tutoring business, use it as a learning management system, and a lot more cases in the domain of knowledge commerce.